Hello, Wednesday, and hello, everybody. Welcome in here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Hope your Wednesday is going along uh, just fine so far. We've got a lot of things to talk about. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Hour number one presented by our friend Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They're family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. Any heating and air needs you need to have addressed, they'll do it for you, and they'll do it very well and at a very reasonable price, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. What do you think about Bob Bowlesby? He is out as the Big 12 Commissioner. (laughs) Well, long overdue, but pretty inconsequential in the grand scheme because Oklahoma's only going to be in the Big 12 for another year. Well, and you think about, uh, you know, I know Plank was talking about this and was asking the listeners at a Twitter poll and everything, was he pushed out or is this a legitimate retirement? I, I think it's more of a pushing out. You know, and maybe they went to Bob, hey, Bob, you know what, man, uh, you know, you've 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 done some things for us, some things, not everything, <laughs> some right? Some things. You're uh, it's about all you, you know, can say. You, you should have had, you know, maybe Oklahoma and Texas being uh, unhappy more on your radar screen than you did or didn't have, because remember, Bowlesby made that infamous quote about, "I'm really not worried about you know um, conferences realigning or." You know, whatever it was, I, I forget the exact quote. And then, like, not long after that, boom, there's the news. Oklahoma and Texas are bolting for the SEC. So my guess is, look, they've got uh, a new Big 12 coming, obviously, with the four teams they're adding. And they probably want more dynamic, younger, bolder leadership and somebody who is going to be proactive instead of reactive. The Big 12 got in trouble when all those schools bolted, obviously with Nebraska, Colorado, A&M, and Missouri because they weren't proactive. And again, in this situation, they fell asleep at the wheel again, mainly Bob Bowlesby. And uh, when the board said, you know, performance not up to par or whatever it was, then I think that is not Bob Bowlesby just walking through the door uh, of his own accord, but being, you know, assisted to the door and said, Bob, here you, here you go. Nice to have you. Pat on the back, and we're moving on. So we'll see what's going to happen, but I would I would venture a guess that was much more on the side of a pushing out. So anyway, Bob Bowlesby, man, he got blindsided. Now, again, that's one of the things we talked about a little bit when Lincoln Riley, you know, hit Sooner Nation uh, with a two-by-four in the back of the head. Uh, particularly after OU fans, you know, were resting pretty easy after Muleshoe, I should say, after he said, I'm not going to LSU, you know, and then boom, SC the next morning. Uh, OU in Texas did that to the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 should have known maybe that, you know what, our two flagship programs are not real happy. There are places they could go that other conferences would love to have them as part of their conference to enhance their financial situation so you know that that was the undoing obviously of bob bowlesby so anyway do you, th- uh, do you really you think the mule shoe situation is akin to the ou in texas departing the big 12 situation i just think more of uh showing that 
you know, it, it was still a surprise to people, right? Because sure. everybody was focused on LSU, so they had their sights on LSU, and nobody was thinking about SC. And now that you look back on that, you're like, man, maybe we should have been thinking more about Southern Cal. But uh, just in terms of the impact, how it hits you, like, boom, that's yeah, huge. I think in terms of how it was executed, to me, they're not they're not really akin just because – I think so many more actual people were hurt with Mule Shoe's departure for USC. That fractured so many interpersonal relationships that had been built over months and over years in some cases. Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, I was like, you know, that's that's strictly a business move. Like no no relationships are fractured save maybe for Joe Castiglione's relationship with Bob Bowlesby. Yeah, I mean, it affected a lot of people, though. Obviously, it affected everybody in the conference because you're thinking, man, our moneymakers are, are gone. They're gone. But, yes, in terms of relationships that you have, real close, personal, interpersonal relationships with people, uh, maybe not as much. So, anyway, I want to talk a little spring football. Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday talking to Teddy and Tyler. And Bob Stoops has been out to some spring practices. He was asked – uh, what he likes out there so far from what he's seen. Yeah, I've, I've been to a lot of practices and uh, a ton of energy, a, a ton of contact, uh, playing, you know, you know, just a lot more tackling, more physical, uh, more drills that, that require that. And, um, and again, a ton of energy, both sides of the ball. Um, you know, I love uh, watching uh, really, you know, uh, Love watching the quarterback, Dylan uh, Gabriel, just great arm. And uh, you can tell uh, he's run this system because he looks really smooth and comfortable in it. So anyhow, I, I've been really impressed. I, I think they're making, you know, great strides every time they go out there. Wow, he threw you a little curveball there. He said, so anyhow. He did, yeah, of- can it, any who or any way. Anybody who says any who, by the way, that's not good. So any who. No, you're just you're just doing it for the meme at that yeah, point, not because you're serious. That's not not cool. But uh, what do you think it is? You ask OU fans one thing, one thing, like Jack Palance and City Slickers, one thing, one thing they want to see this spring out of the OU football team more than anything else. That's tough. If you got to narrow it down to one thing. Mm-hmm. One thing that you're actually going to be able to see in the spring game. One I, thing I, that they need to. Here's the thing. Here, get here, hold of or take into the fall that maybe they haven't had under the previous administration. It's kind of the way I'm looking at. Yeah, it. well, well, it's hard to say because here's the thing about the spring game. Here's the thing about these types of exhibition games where you're pitting one side of your football team against the other. Is if the offense performs well. The narrative becomes, oh my goodness, the defense sucks. There's been no improvement whatsoever. And then if there's drastic improvement on defense and Brent Venables' defense comes out and shuts it down in the spring game, it's, oh my goodness, Dylan Gabriel is atrocious. This offense not isn't going to be able to move the ball. We're doomed for a year of 16 to 13 football games. Overreaction, yes. Fans tend to do that, and you're right. You're exactly well, right. It's, that, it's, that happens, it seems like, every spring. Well, and yes, but th- what I'm trying to highlight here is it's as much of a lose-lose situation as it is a win-win situation. 
Because naturally, you're going to have the glass half full people that are impressed with whatever side of the ball dominated. And you're going to have the glass half empty people who are completely disenfranchised and disillusioned by whatever side of the football did not perform up to par. Because one always outperforms the other. That's the nature of football. Yeah. That's the nature of competition. There's got to be a winner. There's got to be a loser. I do think, though, if there's one thing, and let me know if I'm wrong, Sooner fans, because I'm wrong a lot, but let me know in the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. We'll get to as many as your text as we can. But I think the one thing they want to see more than anything else is physicality slash toughness. I think that OU fans, to me, that would be the thing that they are dreaming about. Whether you know, with Jerry Schmidt bringing that, Brent's uh, philosophy bringing that, maybe that translates more to defense than offense. It probably does, but they want to see a tougher, more physical football team. And based on the video that we've seen out there, and being able to cover spring practice to a certain extent, it's certainly looking. It's looking like they're getting physical out there. Pretty, pretty physical, which I like. So, I don't know. Sooner fans, you let me know. That would be my guess on what you really want to see is this team getting tougher and more physical than anything else. 405-651-3439. Any uh, recruiting news? Any recruiting news? Or is it Cricket City still? uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it Cricket City. Obviously, the big news yesterday was that David Hicks is transferring high schools to be closer to College Station. So that does not bode well for Oklahoma in the race for the five-star defensive lineman uh, out of, well, originally out of Katy, Texas, transferred up to Allen High School in DFW for his junior year. Now he's going back to Katy uh, to enroll at Pato High School. So, man, (laughs) that one's not trending in Oklahoma's direction as of late. And I had mentioned that the outcome of the LT Overton recruitment was going to have an impact, maybe not a big one, but an impact on the way that the DJ Hicks recruitment went down. Obviously, LT didn't even end up visiting Oklahoma, committed to A&M after taking the visit there, and now it appears that the Aggies are once again trending for DJ Hicks. So the Sooners are going to have to stem the tide in a hurry on that one. We need to send troops into College Station. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. They are fighting. They're, it's chemical warfare, you know. These are recruiting and well, war, and these are recruiting war crimes they're committing. The chemical in college the chemical is money. Yes, absolutely. This is ridiculous, man. A&M is are they getting pretty much every prospect they want? It seems like it. Yes, and you know at some point Jimbo Fisher's going to get in front of the microphone and just tell the rest of college football be less poor. I mean, come on. This is re they're like the cartel now. Like Pablo Escobar is the athletic director and just telling Jimbo Fisher whatever amount of money you need, that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, the Air Comfort Solutions tax line, three different listeners said the exact same thing almost simultaneously. Tackling. Mm-hmm. And, yes, that is a very good point because this team has not tackled well in a long time. It has been quite a while since we saw Oklahoma – tackle effectively as a team there have been individual players who excelled at tackling delarian turner yell excelled at tackling kenneth murray obviously excelled at tackling curtis bolton 
on the low really excelled at tackling. Yeah. But in a more big picture sense, tackling has been a bugaboo for this football team for many years. And that ties in with physicality, uh, I think. And uh, we want to see a dominant defense, one that teams will fear with a great offense, which I believe will be better than mule shoots. Well, there, there you go. Where's all the money come from in College Station? They've got, they've got quite a network of boosters, don't they, Texas A&M? I mean, every school has a network of boosters. It just comes down to whether or not those boosters are willing to fork over inane sums of money to be able to put their football program in better position to win games. And the thing about Texas A&M, Mike, if we have said it once on this show, we have said it a thousand times, A&M is a cult in that there is an undying sense of loyalty to that program that goes beyond the confines and the parameters of traditional loyalty. No, I agree with that. If you're if you're an Aggie, you're you're not halfway in as a Texas A and M Aggie. You're you're fully. Into you have the it. ring. Either Everybody that, has the ring. If you're not into A and M, you leave A and M. Right, like man, this place. I don't know if it's for me. And you leave after a year. But if you finish up at A and M and you go to Texas A and M, man, you're all into the Aggie stuff. If you don't have the ring, you're disowned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break right here to get started. We've got a lot more to talk about. The Lakers are out of the playoffs. Wow. The Lakers are going to lose 50 games. They're at 48 right now. 48. We're going to hear from Russell Westbrook on this catastrophe in L.A. with the Lakers. Thunder won last night. Portland scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. That's how you tank right there. You put a dozen on the board in the last quarter of the game. Yeah, Jalen Horde going for 20 and 20 is not yeah. an effective method of tanking. No, it's not. All right, we got a lot more on the way. Keep it here. Back to your texts. Also in the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Keep the text rolling in. We'll be right back here on The Ref. All right, we are back. You can have your cake and eat it too here. Will Tiger go the distance at Augusta? Hopefully. We'll find out tomorrow, 9.34, Oklahoma time, playing with Louis Oosthuizen and Joaquin Neiman. It's going to be 70 degrees. The Tiger tees it up tomorrow in uh, lovely Augusta, Georgia, 42% chance of rain. But it's supposed to rain overnight. We meet Macy Tiger playing on a uh, somewhat wet golf course, the drainage System there at uh, Augusta National, of course, is second to none, and they can dry out the greens. They've got the uh, underground system there. But you might be able to go after uh, some pins more than he normally would be able to uh, with some softer greens from overnight at Augusta. But we'll talk more about that coming up in the next segment. So uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder won last night. They got it done, as you said, Parker. Jalen Ward, uh, 24 points, 21 rebounds, former Wake Forest player. Uh, 18.6 rebounds for Isaiah Roby. Oklahoma City outscored the Blazers, who really are tanking, uh, you know, at an optimum level right Magnificently. now. Magnificently. They're doing it and doing it and doing it well is what they're doing. 31-12, to Oklahoma City outscored the Blazers in that fourth period. Again, that's how you do it right there. You, you just you scored 12 points in a quarter. This Xavier Simpson, the kid from Michigan that they signed, the kid they just signed, Captain Hook. Mm, I can remember when Xavier Simpson was doing some bad boy things in the NCAA tournament At Michigan, for the Wolverines. Yeah. How about uh, the hook shot, though, man? 
I mean, he specializes in that hook shot. I mean, the greatest shot in the history of basketball was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's skyhook. You could uh, it was blocked a few times, not many though, but that shot was unstoppable for the most part. And uh, that's kind of his specialty. We saw him make a couple last night. So Captain Hook had 10 points and five rebounds. But again, Oklahoma City wins 98-94. Three games left for Oklahoma City tonight at Utah. Friday at the Lakers, who, uh, again, were eliminated from uh, playoff contention getting into the play-in game, uh, losing to Phoenix last night. And then Sunday they'll play at the L.A. Clippers. And again, we've been focused for a long time on that being in the top three in the Pistons and Orlando and Houston, right? Well, the Indiana Pacers... Right there, Oklahoma City. I think there's a greater chance they finish fifth than in uh, the top three. And you talk about where you can bottom out. uh, What is your basement wherever you are in the lottery? And if Oklahoma City finished fifth, the lowest they could be picking would be ninth. So, you know, you have to actually now, if you're on the Tankathon website, you'd be looking at, you know, for the longest time, you're looking at the top five guys. Now you can stretch it out to about 10. Now, again, the lowest for Oklahoma City would be at number nine, number nine, number nine. But uh, who knows if somebody else jumps in there. So you've got to start looking deeper uh, at prospects right now if you've been focused that high. So anyway, Oklahoma City at Utah tonight at 8 o'clock. Now, the other news, the L.A. Lakers, an absolute downright disaster. Yes, Anthony Davis missed a lot of games. LeBron missed games. But even when those guys were together, their new big three with LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook, it never really came together. And look, because they missed so many games, particularly Anthony Davis, they didn't have a chance to really develop a tremendous chemistry. But it certainly wasn't existent when they were out there on the floor at the same time. So the Lakers are done. This is one of the biggest disappointments in the history of the NBA. This team. I mean, people are talking about, man, we might have KD and Russ playing for a championship in the NBA Finals. LeBron still got it. Anthony Davis stays healthy. Man, this team might be able to get there. So this also means that Russell Westbrook is going to continue to be defined as the guy who can put up the triple doubles, win a scoring crown, be an MVP, all of that stuff, but cannot play or be a part of a championship team. And Russ, maybe more so than anybody in the history of the game. When you think about it, Carl Malone and John Stockton, Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, big-time Hall of Fame players, you know, that certainly had the resume just about, if not some maybe a little bit better, some maybe not quite as good as Russ, but all Hall of Fame players. But what do those players share in common? The guys I talked about. Stockton Malone, Ewing, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley. They've got the Jordan excuse, right? They've got the MJ excuse. Well, we were playing during Michael's era, right? We were playing during MJ's era. If Michael Jordan had left for a couple years, you think the Rockets would have their titles? Probably not. So Akeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, they get off the hook. They might very well be on that list if MJ had continued to play. As for Russ, you know, he doesn't have that. Doesn't have that. Let's hear from Russ after the game last night reacting to the Lakers being eliminated from the playoffs. It's obviously disappointing 
on many levels. But you know, I, I honestly, I um, me personally, you know, it's um, a situation that I was just blessed to be able to be in. Uh, learned a lot about a lot different than myself, uh, um, you know, um, and I was able to just stay real faithful and true to what I believe in, um, regardless of what was ever thrown, you know, our way, uh, my way, um, and continue to just fight through it regardless of, you know, the results. What did you learn about yourself? Um, that I'm covered. I'm covered. Um, and what I mean by that is that I am uh, super blessed and and grateful. Um, and regardless of whatever thrown my way, I'm covered by a huge head of protection of faith. And no matter what's happening to throw my way, I can always prevail and get through it. Oh, gosh. There you go, Russell oh, Westbrook. Gosh. Get eliminated from the playoffs, and suddenly you're getting all introspective. What's the matter with that? He finally talked. I mean, yeah, he talked. He made it all about himself. He's covered, man. He's covered, though. You're a man of faith. I'm a man of faith. That, that's not bad. He's okay, putting things sure. in perspective there and saying, I'm covered. You know, this isn't kind of the most important thing. Now, at least he wasn't defiant what you know about basketball or, man, what did you think happened out there? You know, I always like it when Russ reverses the role. When he asks the reporter, what do you think our problem is? No, the let's see, the dynamic here is I am a journalist and you are the player. So that's how it works. <laughs> but Russ, Russ will try and flip that, you know. Ask the guy, well, you know, what do you think our problem is? It's crazy. So um, anyway, I, I think that, you know, this was just an absolute disaster. And we'll see what's going to happen with Russ next was this, year. Was this not predictable, though? Because I don't I, think it was predictable to this extent. Now, in terms of the Lakers and not working and winning a championship and maybe not being like a top four seed in the West, yes. But in terms of it being this big, for the Lakers to miss the postseason, I don't think that was predictable. But Okay, yeah, I'd, I'd, you know agree, I'd agree with that. This is, gosh, this has been bad. And I, look, I, I was one of those that didn't believe it was going to be a championship team in L.A. I figured, well, okay, they'll win some games. They'll garner some hype. But I just don't see a championship recipe here. But especially because in today's day and age, it's harder not to make the playoffs in the NBA than to make the playoffs. Yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah, and uh, for Russell Westbrook again, he's uh, he's destined, it looks like, to be that guy that's just going to be on the list of really good players, really good NBA players that aren't going to win a championship because, um, you know, he just has problems fitting in. It's not about individual talent. It's not about how hard he plays or all of that. It's just that Russ doesn't have a game that's suited, um, you know, to play maybe at a high level with other star players. Now, again, we didn't get to see the whole experiment because of the injury situation, but look, it was so bad uh, when they were together that this team – you know, even with the uh, the amount of games that Anthony Davis missed, to miss the playoffs is a total absolute And disaster. weren't they the oldest team in the NBA by a mile, too? Yes. I mean, all those dudes were getting AARP mailings at their P.O. boxes. Mm-hmm. 
That's the thing. Is like there's something to be said for a veteran presence, but when that's all you have, don't be super surprised when you run into as many injury issues as the Lakers did this past season. Yeah, that, that's a true statement, I think, right there. And Anthony Davis, man, it seems like every year he's injured, right? He comes back for a couple of weeks, gets injured again, just doesn't play a lot of games. So, uh, again, the Lakers officially eliminated. Oklahoma City will play the Lakers. It'll be the uh, Thunder G League team. Xavier Simpson matching up against Austin Reeves coming up Friday night out there in L.A. All right, we got a break right here. We'll come back. Tiger on the course tomorrow morning. We'll hear from Freddie Couples who said Tiger's looking like the real deal. We'll get into that when we get back. Plus, we're getting to the text line when we return. 405-651-3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Stay here. Okay, welcome back. Good to have you with us. It is a Wednesday. We are crossing over hump day right now and making our way to the weekend. Making our way to the weekend. You got big plans this weekend? Another uh, camp to go to or what? Uh, Yeah, I'll be up in Kansas City uh, at the uh, Underclassmen Showcase up in, well, in Kansas City. I assume it's in Kansas City. There are so many little communities in and around Kansas City, at least the Kansas City metro area, that uh, I oftentimes I have a tendency to get lost when I go up there. Like last week, I ended up in Stillwell. That's where the actual event was, was in Stillwell, Kansas. Really? Which is like, I guess it's techni- technically in the KC metro, but it's kind of on the outskirts, and KC has just gotten so big, like not nearly as big as Dallas or Houston, but I swear, through the years, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. But yes, Kansas City is where I'll be, uh, hopefully going to have some time to sit down on Sunday and watch the final round of the Masters, because I do want to make sure I get to do that. Uh, one of one of the things that I will never forgive myself for is I wasn't watching when Tiger won the Masters in 2019. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! So wait a minute. Not, not gonna not gonna live through that experience again. I'm gonna put that in your employee file. Uh huh. Right here, file that away. I'll take that to Lou Ann. I'm sure she handles that and say, put this in uh, Parker's employee file. He missed the Sunday of the 2019 Masters, and she'll go, Oh my! Seriously? I'm like, yeah. Probably a grounds for a pay cut. At least in a couple checks. No, but uh, hopefully you will be able to do that. Tomorrow we will have the iPad out here because uh, Tiger will be playing at 934 tomorrow with Louis Oosthuizen, Joaquin Neiman. It's going to be around 70 degrees, 42% chance of rain when Tiger tees it up tomorrow. It is supposed to rain overnight in Augusta, so maybe the golf course will be playing slower uh, and the greens will be more receptive to shots into the green. But Augusta has a, an unbelievable uh, drainage system and the underground, uh, you know, a system with the greens where they can get it uh, dry pretty quickly. Now, it was Louis Oosthuizen that was in the playoff with Bubba back in the day, right? When Bubba yes. hit the shot from oh, the yeah. pine straw. Yeah. Was that 10 years ago now? Was that 2012? Uh, it sounds about right. I was there. I should remember, but I, I, I was there watching the playoff. And uh, behind Bubba in that area – so didn't see where the ball landed, but, um, you know, all of a sudden it's on the green and it was an amazing shot. But, yes, Louis Oosthuizen has had a chance to win like five more majors. He's like five swings away from 
uh, five more majors. He has won that Open Championship, but he could very easily have, you know, three to six yep, right it, now. It was 2012. Yep, 2012. Man. 2012. Unbelievable shot by Bubba, by the way. I mean, uh, the <laughs> you talk about uh, a curveball. That was one right there. All right, Freddie Couples played with Tiger in that uh, round the other day, the Monday round, where it looked like, man, you talk about a gallery. The patrons were – I mean, that looked like the Sunday final pairing times 10. It was unbelievable. This love, was a practice round, folks. I love how you called them the patrons. You have to. I said gallery. Actually, uh, yes, if you're, like, in the broadcast booth, you cannot you cannot say gallery. They, they're patrons. And I'm assuming you can't I say crowd so. either? No. Is that frowned no, it's, upon? It's patrons. Yeah, the patrons. You'll hear the patrons over and over again. Really? I guess I've never really caught on to that. Yeah, that's part of the Augusta jargon. They, they do not want you to say gallery, crowd, anything like that. Uh, it's patrons, so you'll hear a lot of patrons. All right. All right, let's hear from uh, – in fact, you'll hear Freddie saying patrons in this clip. Freddie said he was very impressed after playing that practice round with Tiger Monday. He stepped up on the first tee, and, oh. he, and he hit a drive out there that looked like a piece of sand laying on the ground. It was so far up the fairway, <laughs> it didn't look like a golf ball. And then I hit my little green ball Pounded. halfway up the hill, and it, <laughs> and it looked like a tennis ball. And so, you know, he's a grinder. I've played several practice rounds with him. He is never, ever out there to kind of go through the motion. So I knew it was game on, and then he stiffed an iron. And I'm not going to go over every hole because – you know, I, I said that he drove it with JT a lot of times, and um, he bombed one off eight, and JT pushed his, and it, and it caught a branch and dropped. But Tiger hit some kind of five-wood on up there 10, 12 feet from the hole. So he's hit plenty length, plenty of length. And I really, really enjoyed it um, personally because, you know, 14 months ago, no one thought he would be – uh, playing golf, we already know all that story, and that's not fun for me to talk about because I have so much feeling for the guy. But to see him out there and smiling, it was wild. It was a great day. The patrons were incredible. There you, there go. you go. The patrons the were patrons. incredible. See, the Freddie's been brainwashed too. He's been around there long enough. But yeah, you got to use the uh, the p word instead of the g word. Patrons. Okay, I was thinking about this because 2019 um, always would be an unbelievable uh, memory. Uh, me and my buddy with David were watching the final round, getting fired up. And when the door swung open for Tiger to take advantage, he went straight through it and claimed a fifth green jacket. Unbelievable. Uh, 1986 is right there. Jack winning again. Uh, unreal. Everybody thought Jack was probably done winning a major championship. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution came out with, you know, a little thumbnail on all the players in the field that year in 86 and said that Nicholas had no shot, and Jack went out and won it. Now, we all remember the uh, the famous Vern Lundquist, yes, sir, with the putt on 17 from Jack, right? Here's how that sounded, of course. This is for sole possession of the lead. Maybe. Yes, sir! I love that. Uh, you can kind of hear that technician in the background. He got it, and uh, he did. But I was thinking about this the other day because I'm so into the Masters, and uh, I can remember in 86, Jack made a huge eagle putt on 15. You know, that's really – and then, of course, Sebi hit the ball in the drink on uh, 
15, and uh, that's when we really thought, man, Jack's going to win this thing, and he did win it. But Ben Wrights, the old CBS announcer who got in trouble for making comments about the LPGA tour, saying it was, quote, a butch tour or something like that, he also said, the problem with the ladies' tour is that their boobies get in the way of their swing. I mean, and, you know, all of a sudden, bop, 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 career over. But Ben Wright used to crack me up. He was so dramatic, he would say, this drive right here paints a picture of unbridled violence. And, I mean, he was was the really sappy, old-school British announcer. But it was Ben Wright who had the first yes, sir, of the day. It wasn't Vern Lundquist. This was Ben Wright's call on that eagle putts on 15 and 86. And he will wait for absolute quiet. And this to go seven under par. Yes, sir. The battle is joined. My goodness. There's life in the old bear yet. Magnificent stuff. So Ben Wright, who passed away last August at the age of 88, but I always enjoyed his dramatic calls at Augusta, and that was the, yes, sir! So he actually, uh, he had told some people later in life that he thought that Vern Lundquist copied his call and was a little bit upset about that. Vern said, you know, maybe it was there in my head, and maybe it was there, you know, uh, just because I'd heard it a few holes earlier, but I did not set out to copy Ben Wright's call of yes, sir. But there was a yes, sir, before the Vern Lundquist. Yes, sir. So a little bit of Masters stuff right there. you, pulling out the historical Easter eggs on Masters Ah, Week. There you go, right there. The inside stuff right here. All right, we're going to do an entire uh, text line segment coming up next. Area code uh, 405, the number 651-3439, 405-651-3439, the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Our thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, our first hour sponsor here on Steelman and Thune. Well afternoon, but having a good time on a Wednesday. You can get a Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call at 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. We shall return. Go into the text line next. All right, we're back. I uh, In our studio, we have two uh, TVs in here, and right now I am looking at Stephen A. Smith and Mad Dog Russo screaming at each other. And I wonder what the aliens would think if they landed here, you know, checked into a hotel or something with their human disguise and wondered, what the heck are these people doing down here? I mean, hey, maybe maybe screaming at each other is par for the course for aliens. Who's to say they have Never the know. same communication you, customs as humans? Do you think they have their Skip and Shannon and their Stephen A? And, uh, well, Mad Dog is an improvement over Max Kellerman, though, in my eyes. I've never been a – first of all, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the talking head shows where they, they scream at each other. But uh, I do think that Russo is more entertaining than uh, – than Max, in my opinion. All right, you want to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? 405-651-3439. Let's go right ahead. One listener <laughs> says, hey, guys, great show. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Chipping in on the A&M is a cult talk. I'm an OU grad who grew up in the Houston area. FYI, A&M is definitely a cult. 
Fans who are not all in, meaning do not participate in each and every tradition during games and during the week before and after games, are yelled at by their own fans, calling them two percenters. Yeah, you've got to be bought in, man, to A and M. That's that's got to be a place that you enjoy all those traditions. I've been to a midnight yell practice, and they're kind of cool. They're kind of crazy, but they're kind of cool. The bonfire went away because of the tragedy there, uh, you know. But it is, uh, it's definitely you've got to be pretty much bought in to that experience. One listener says on April twenty third. My cousin is getting married just north of Edmond at 6 o'clock. Will I have enough time to go to the spring game and see Baker's Heisman statue ceremony before the wedding? Well, this depends. Yes. Are you in the wedding? Because if you are in the wedding, then no. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Also, if it is the wedding of a family member, like, okay, weddings of some friend, somebody that you just know tangentially, somebody that, you know, you got the invite and you're like, well, do I really want to go? And then you checked the yes, I'll come box just for the heck of it because you didn't have anything else to do that weekend. I can understand postponing or rather not deciding not to show up to that particular wedding because of an event like the spring game. But if it is the wedding of a family member, that is the priority, not the spring game. No, disown so. the family member. There are certain – well, then again, if, if it was a regular season game, I would say, yes, disown the family member. This it is, is the spring game, but, you know, it's more important, though, Parker, because of the statue deal. But that's going to be a halftime ceremony. Yes, it will. It's not going to be afterwards. So if you're thinking of leaving at halftime, then I would say if all you got to do is just show up five minutes before yeah. the ceremony and take your seat, then, yes, you probably have enough time. You can also purchase on my website, TotalBS.com, Steelman's Guide to uh, Sports Wedding No-Nos. And uh, we have a calendar there where you can basically give it to your spouse, significant other, whoever you're, and say, here are the available dates. And it has a calendar of all the sporting events. Like, anytime the Masters Week is on, you can't get married during Masters Week, period. Especially if Tiger Woods is playing, that is a felony. It's certainly a high-class misdemeanor if you get married on Masters Week, too. By the way, hey, 405-549-1527. There's a golf fan right there and a Masters fan. He said, I want to go down there and scream bikini wax because Gary McCord said the greens were slicker than bikini wax, and he was gone. Oh really, Gary McCord? Yes, that and was that was the comment. The that, Masters didn't like that, so okay, yeah, well. that's a Masters insider right there. Also, hopefully that texter doesn't get a whole bunch of random phone calls because you just said their number on air. Sorry but. about that, but that's <laughs> I'm just uh, giving him a shout out there. That's that's a Masters insider. Nice uh, job. Listen, it depends on how much you like this particular family member as well, mm-hmm. because you know they're 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 members of your family. They're members of every family that are whack jobs, right? You're like, well, I'll show up to the wedding only if I have to. If you're looking for a convenient excuse not to attend the wedding, well, I I don't know if I personally would use the spring game as an excuse, but if it's a family member that you're not really enthusiastic about seeing get married then yeah go to the spring game you Take need your time. you need a document a pre-sports nuptial agreement <laughs> again where you have a calendar this is what oh you football saturdays college football saturdays uh-uh 
Not happening. Rehearsal dinner on a Friday? Nope, 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 nope. That's not happening either. You've got to get prepared, mentally prepared for game day the next day. Masters week. Any major championship? No. Pre-sports nuptial agreement right here. We can we can do it for you at LegalZoomSteely. You have to decide. Listen, there is no cut and dried manner to go about this whole dilemma. You have to decide whether you care about the person or OU football more. That's what it comes down to. Do you care about the person more? Do you care about OU football more? That's how you make your decision. Prioritize whatever you care about more. Well, it's OU football, Barry Switzer, the ghost of Bud Wilkinson, Bob Stoops for what he did coming back, and OU football. And any family member is taking a back seat and riding in the back. It's Switzer and OU football riding shotgun for me. For life. One listener says, only June and July weddings allowed. Yes, I wouldn't mind this at all. That would make things so much easier for all of us. Those are just the two months of the year. Okay, I feel like, actually, if that were the case, we'd have a lot of weddings to attend. You'd probably be going to a wedding every single weekend yeah, in the summer. True. But, yeah, I, I, I don't hate that idea. Yeah, if you're marrying a sports fan, again, this it's it's up to you to, uh, you know, lay out the ground rules first. Like I said, I'm not doing anything this weekend. It's going to interfere with Augusta. Now, once the round's over, I'll go eat or whatever. But, no. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good to have you with us here on a Wednesday. We have another hour to go. We'll get back to more text. Good stuff already. Steelman and Thune at noon here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Yes, sir. Welcome in on a Wednesday, day before opening day at Augusta. Our friends at Riverwind Casino always have something happening and Beats and Bites 2022 is uh, on the way. What is Beats and Bites? Well, if you don't know what Beats and Bites is, it's their outdoor concert series, fun, fair, and festivities at Beats and Bites 2022. Food trucks everywhere, Coop Ale Works uh, with some great craft beers, retail vendors, even a fireworks show in July. Night Ranger and Starship will be the kickoff show on May 28th. Outdoors at Riverwind Casino, Beats and Bites 2022. And then in June, Everclear, Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something on June 18th. That's a nice show right there. The Randy Rogers Band, July 9th, with a fireworks show to follow. The Randy Rogers Band, July 9th. And again, big-time fireworks afterwards. And then Scotty McCreary on July 30th. That is the lineup this year for Beats and Bites 2022, the outdoor concert series at Riverwind. So make sure and get your tickets. You can do it online now at riverwind.com. They're only 5 bucks a piece. That's it, 5 bucks a piece. I mean, Sister Christian and Jane and Runaway with Starship. I mean, you five bucks just to hear Sister Christian live. Man, you know, it's worth it. Riverwind.com. Get online. Get your tickets now for Beats and Bites 22 from Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. we got to go back to the text line, Mike. Okay, let's it do is it. popping off. One, All right. one listener said earlier, you think boosters are paying to get five-star players to come to Texas A&M? All that stuff was written on Bro Bible by a guy named Sliced Bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, referring, of course, to Jimbo Fisher's right. infamous comments on signing yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, now, that's, yeah. Look. Look, I don't know why Jimbo so adamantly denies that money is involved. It's legal now. Well, you don't have to hide it. I look. Does it surprise me that A and M can get good players to come there? No, 
Does it surprise me that they're cleaning up the way they are? Yes. Maybe it shouldn't because of the money now and the NIL. And, then, you know, we don't have what appears to be a clear set of rules. But for A&M to be getting – what did we say? Did you say eight five-stars the other day? Eight five-stars. Eight five – I mean, think about that. Yeah. Could you go back through OU recruiting classes now? Maybe some of those teams back in the 70s, I don't know. But what's the class, one class that you can think of, maybe and maybe somebody on the text line can help us out too, that had multiple five stars? Now, you the think Sooners of, had three in 2019. Okay. Hazelwood, right. Spencer Rattler, Theo Weiss. And some people thought that Bridges, you know, they – didn't one service rank him as a five-star, too? Yeah, perhaps. So, yeah, that was a pretty good class. But I, you go through the history of Oklahoma football since they've been doing a recruiting rankings, and Oklahoma's never had eights, right? Now, you may have had some players that developed into five-stars later once they got to a college campus. Teddy Lehman, guys like that, right, that maybe didn't have that star ranking because of where they played and – how much they were seen and stuff like that. But, uh, and again, that's that's where it all comes to fruition, whether they play up to that ability or not, or if some of those guys get unhappy because of playing time. You said that half of those you think might end up in the portal? Yes. I would say it's a safe bet that at least 15 of those 30 end up in the portal at some point and finish their collegiate careers somewhere besides Texas A&M. Now, on the topic of wedding or spring game, okay. my advice was, okay, figure out which – do you care about the person more or do you care about OU football more? That's how you make your decision. One listener says, I guess that means I should probably go to my niece's first birthday party and not the spring game then. Now, I would say go to the spring game. Your niece is going to be two next year. Mm-hmm. Like, birthday parties are one of those things where, particularly if the subject of the party is not going to remember it, which your niece won't, she's right. turning one, she will have no recollection of whether you were there on her first birthday or not. I would say in that circumstance, go to the spring game. To me, that is more worth it. Well, you could always take the niece to the spring game, but here's the problem, then you're going to bring crying baby to the spring game, and that's not cool. So the listener that originally asked the wedding question said, it's my cousin's wedding and my ex-girlfriend is the maid of honor. Oh, oh yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get, get out. out get out. Can. Nope. You're not yes. showing up. Go to the spring game. Get it. Develop an exit strategy and execute it right now. I, oh, this, this, this is a story. I had to walk at one of my best friend's weddings with an ex-girlfriend. That was awkward. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that happened. I was like, seriously, you couldn't have paired me with literally any other bridesmaid? Man. I guess it had to do with height or something. But, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Oh, man. That's... I, I took one for the team because I was like, you know what? Today's not about me. But it was undeniably a little bit weird. Are you a guy that's in a lot of weddings? Not a ton. Good. Just because, like, I'm not to the age yet where everybody's getting married. I'm mm -hmm. starting to get there. But I think you're going to be one of those guys, because you're very likable, that you'll be invited to a lot of weddings. My idea is to be as antisocial as possible so I don't get invited. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to add you as my plus one I mean, for all the weddings if, I get invited to, if, Steely. If, you know, and my deal is if we want to hang out and whatever, uh, you know, I'll be very personal and everything. But I don't want to be the guy that gets invited everywhere. 
because I don't want to go. Really? No. You're that much of an introvert? I, I, I tell you what I like. I like my weekends when I have them, and I don't like them interfered with. That's fair. Because they're, they're precious. They're sacred. And, you know, if you get some ridiculous event that pops up, uh, then you're like, what? I'm so ready to rest, man. It's been a long week. What? No. So I, I just don't want to go that many places anymore. I, I've always been a little bit of a homebody, but I, I don't know. There, there are people who enjoy that. And, uh, you know, you maybe, maybe you're the guy or the lady out there that gets invited to every wedding and you probably love it. That's why they invite you, but I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I want to be the guy who sends him something, you know, from from the uh, the registry and does it online. Oh gosh, here's one: step aunt, whom I haven't seen in years, funeral or spring game. Really do love my stepmom, though. By the way, I deploy in August and won't be able to go to another live game until next year's mm. spring game. Also, the wife and I have been to nearly every game home and away for the last three years straight. So, first off, thanks for your service. Yes, absolutely. Always appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I'm torn on that one because, again, if it's a family member that you haven't seen in years and don't really have a solid relationship with, I I can understand. Like, that's one of those events that maybe you just don't show up to anyway, even well, if you have no alternative. But to me, funerals, like weddings – you know, it's one of those it's one of those those events that you really don't miss unless you have a legitimate reason. Now, ex-girlfriend being the maid of honor at your cousin's wedding, mm-hmm. legitimate reason to miss. But a funeral, you know, funeral. weddings weddings and funerals, they're kind of in a league of their own in terms of Now, I put meaningful the, the funeral events. again, uh, particularly in in that message says really love my stepmom. So obviously it's going to be very important to your stepmom to be at the funeral of your step-aunt, even though you haven't seen her in, in years, as you said in the text. So I would say, I'd see, I don't want to get, uh, well, Brent's a family man. He would understand. I know he wants to pack the uh, palace and the prairie, and they have a chance to do that. But in that situation, I would say it's the spring game, all right? And as excited as you are about it, you got to go. You got to go to the funeral. Yeah. Original wedding guy on the text line also says, things did not end well with the ex. All the more reason. To ditch, you you have my stamp of approval. You have you have my approval to go ahead and skip the wedding in favor of the spring mm-hmm. game. Man, people are running with this big time. I like I love how you guys. Are- <laughs> okay, this is this is gold. One listener says, "Told my wife that OU football was there before her and will be there after her." I am divorced now. <laughs> like Matt, Fuller, I am thrice divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> oh man, this oh this is iconic too. Another listener says I was in a photo shoot for a company's ad campaign, and a girl I dated, which ended extremely awkwardly, was there. I had hoped to avoid it. But the photographer paired us up as a married couple and spent the next hour being romantic to sell beds. Wow. How oh, that? that is Holy awkward. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. That is weird. Like, that is next level weird. Like, for me, walking with an ex-girlfriend at a wedding, mm-hmm. that's weird. But that, I oh, man. That is next level weird. Mm-hmm. One of our listeners says, this continual whining about Texas A&M and NIL is getting older than the Tebow saga. 
<laughs> okay, well, what do you want us to do about it? It's the biggest conversation in college football recruiting right now because A&M is more or less buying everybody. It's not a conversation that only we are having. It's a conversation that everybody who's talking recruiting across the entire country is having. And I don't think it's mm. whining either. I mean, again, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all legal. A&M, to our knowledge, isn't doing anything illicit. No, no, it, but it's uh, it's a it's a huge uh, story in the recruiting world when A and M always has again a chance to get some good players. There's no doubt, great facilities, a lot of money. I know you can say their tradition isn't the greatest, but their traditions on campus appeal to some people. But to have eight five stars, that's that's pretty amazing. Another listener says, "I've missed five weddings because of OU football." One was for OU Texas. He was an idiot and is now divorced. <laughs> well, okay, so clearly you made the right decision there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it's um, there is a distinction between the spring game, and I know everybody's excited about this spring game, but it is the spring game, and I hope they sell it out. I think uh, Brent clearly is trying to get that done. They're going to have a big-time crowd, there's no doubt, because people are pumped up about it. But there is, uh, you know, the level of the game should matter as well. I mean, you wouldn't go to the uh, – if you had to miss a game, just make sure it's like UTEP or something. And the spring game again, yes, you should go to a funeral that you're expected to be at over the spring football game. Now, I'm really stupid, but I'm not that stupid. Yeah. F- right? funer- funerals are one of those things where if you're invited, in general, just don't miss a funeral. Weddings, there's a little bit more nuance involved in that whole situation but don't miss a funeral it's like yogi Berra said man yogi with one of his great quotes you want to show up to everybody's funeral so they'll show up at your funeral <laughs> oh man it's been it's been too long since we had a good yogi oh, on the show. all right we got a break right here we'll get to some more text coming up here in a little bit we will talk uh, a little more sooner football when we get back let's in fact let's do that in the very next segment right here on the rep the home of sooner fans steel man and thune with you on a wednesday we shall return all right we are back Good to have you along on this Wednesday. Right back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line here in a minute. Thanks to our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal on a vehicle from the Seth Wadley Auto Group and that great guarantee. Oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel. Interesting uh, tidbit from uh, Fred Ridley, the Masters chairman. Uh, this morning, he did say that Phil Mickelson was not... Uh, what he said was, we did not disinvite Phil. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so what he what he's saying is, <laughs> we didn't invite him either. So, he, you know, the, the, something's going on there, like I said. I don't know if it was the PGA Tour in Augusta, but I don't know if we're talking semantics here. But I can't imagine that Phil Mickelson would not be playing uh, in, unless he, Phil thought, you know, maybe I need to take the high road so I don't go there and get asked about all these comments. I don't know. But I, it's hard for me to imagine that. Uh, by the way, Dylan Gabriel, Sooner quarterback, going to be very interesting to see what kind of year he has, reunited with Jeff Levy as the Sooners' offensive coordinator. And I think you could say that Dylan Gabriel has some big-time trust 
in Jeff Lebby. I think it goes way back, and, you know, just from a trust standpoint, you know, really trusted him, loved playing in his offense, the way he's able to, you know, strategically use people and, and put them in good positions to go play, you know, and win a lot of ball games while scoring a lot of points. So that's something I really love about it. But, you know, most of all, I just love how he continues to push me um, to get to levels, you know, I didn't think I had. And, um, you know, that's obviously why we're, you know, back together. So um, super grateful for him. And I know every time I've played with him and, you know, throughout just spring ball to, to fall camps to season, I, I've progressed in a, in a super positive way. You know, it seemed like for a long time you could almost rubber stamp a Sooner quarterback, at least being in New York City for the Heisman ceremony, if not winning, uh, you know, the statue. Percentage chance that Dylan Gabriel can at least get to New York City. What do you think? I, at least getting to New York City, okay, I think, I think there's a decent chance. I'll say 30%. 30% chance he goes to New York City as a Heisman finalist. And that's mostly predicated on him being the quarterback in Jeff Levy's offense. And what did we see Matt Corral do last year? He went to New York City. Didn't he? Yeah, he went to New York City. He was a finalist. Mm, yeah, isn't that right? I'd have to yeah, go ahead and Google him up. But you're asking an old man a short-term memory question, and my brain is it's doing the spinning thing like Netflix does right now, loading. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, you know, it's we're in the honeymoon phase right now, right? Everything is and, – and Muleshoe mentioned this the other day, and I think maybe he's been bothered by some of the comments, maybe that he's still hearing because, you know, they were asked uh, – somebody had asked him something about, uh, you know, this year and the staff compared to last year, and he, he said something along the lines of, well, the new staff's always – you know, the old staff couldn't do anything right and the new staff is the greatest thing ever kind of – was how he was phrasing it. And look, there's a lot to like in what you see with uh, the direction that Brent Venables has this thing going right now. But, you know, once they kick it off in September, the, uh, the Sooner fans, if they don't get what they expect and some things start happening, that the honeymoon phase will end very quickly. And look, those coaches know that. But... Uh, there seems to be more optimism around the program than we've seen since when. When was the last time we saw this much optimism? I, I, I don't know, Steely. You're older than I am, and you've lived here a lot longer than I have. So. But there, there's been optimism recently. When did it finally start, though, with the Oklahoma fans that, all right, man, I'm so tired. There, well, there was a lot of optimism actually last fall. Yeah, there right? was. There was. Because the feeling was – now this defense has finally come around where they can make enough plays and uh, get enough big stops, uh, and um, you know Oklahoma could win the national championship. This could be the breakthrough year, and it just didn't happen. Uh, the offense again was, you know, you think about the struggles early in the season. I mean, just wasn't clicking, and uh, you know, rush three, drop eight was was killing. Uh, you know, Spencer Rattler, and to an extent, even Caleb Williams obviously struggled with that, particularly in the big games down the stretch. But So, again, there's always some optimism in spring football, but I think it's the overall optimism of the direction is the, – the, the ship is sailing in the right direction we need to be sailing towards to make this move to the SEC. 
that's where a lot of the optimism comes from because there would have been a little bit of this, man. You know, I like the move and everything financially. It looks good. The games are going to be a bit more exciting. But, man, the brand of football we're playing, I don't know. I don't know. There's too much finesse. There's not enough good tackling. There's not enough physicality to line up and go toe-to-toe with a lot of those SEC teams week after week after week. And I think OU fans are excited to see this staff knows what it's like to recruit against you know, those SEC juggernauts, namely Bama, Georgia, obviously, LSU, but also uh, the brand of football that you need to, uh, to play and be successful in that conference. So there you go. Back to the text line. <laughs> this is hilarious because I, I remember watching this clip over and over the first time I saw it. 28 years ago today, Jim Rome called Jim Everett Chris to his face mm-hmm. several times yeah. and got knocked off the set. I remember that very well. Uh, that's one of the most iconic moments in the history of sports television. Did it look a little staged to you at all or do you think it was totally real? I think it was totally real. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, Rome, I know he had the jungle radio. He's still on, by the way. And uh, But that was the early, very early stages of his TV show on ESPN. It was on ESPN, right? Yes. Uh, and I, there was part of me that thought, all right, maybe that's a little bit staged. Yeah, I mean, it it didn't look totally staged, but I'm, I was just wondering. But Jim Everett, yeah, was no. not happy with being called uh, Chrissy. Another one of our listeners says, I was my buddy's best man, and he married a girl I dated in high school. Ah, the, the how I met your mother approach. <laughs> you all stay buddies, despite the fact that you all date within the same circle. Interesting. Uh, no, another listener asks, the real conversation needs to be, why OU can't pay like A&M? Mm, interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I, again... I think it comes down to your philosophy. I don't think it's necessarily that OU can't pay like A&M. It's does OU want to pay like A&M? Do you want to be buying players? Because when players come for the money, hey, they'll leave for the money. If they get tampered with and somebody else offers them more money elsewhere, it's pretty clear that they can be bought, right? And moreover... As I have said many a time about the whole NIL aspect of things, when you come to a school primarily because of what it can do for you and how it can benefit you financially, it's no longer about the team. It's about you as an individual. Mm-hmm. The found it's a very you're putting your foundation on quicksand there in a way, right? All right, let's get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Which was the one? Steely, well, the uh, the new guy that I can't stand back in parking spot guy. Why? So I can get out 2.5 seconds earlier if needed. So he's talking about people who back into yes. their parking spaces. Yeah, I I understand that. Um, you know, Andrew Gilman, my friend Andrew Gilman, used to, we used to do a segment that he – he invented called underrated psycho and i thought maybe that's an underrated psycho right there the guy who backs into the parking spot so he can get out you know two seconds that's pretty good actually i like it i like it a lot it's it's one of those things pickup truck drivers will do that uh because they just and generally people from the south will do that because it's just like a it's a rite of passage in the south Mm mm-hmm 
Got to be able to bar- back into your parking spot. I mean, I know people that will not park the traditional way ever. They will always back into the parking spot. Also, I know people who don't trust themselves to park adequately without the aid of the camera that mm-hmm. their car has. Yeah. So they'll end up backing into every parking space just to make sure they can actually do it right. What about the DB parker that parks sideways and takes two spots because he has a new car or something oh, like that? Or the uh, dude with the giant Godzilla-sized truck that takes three spots? Those guys are always fun. Always fun. By the way, I think my favorite underrated psycho of all time, uh, for me, again, you're not a full-blown psycho. And this was, uh, like I said, my radio uh, partner, Andrew Gilman, back in the day, created this segment. And we, we would co- try and come up with him. But uh, you are the underrated psycho if you don't reach and grab at least one French fry on your way out of the drive-thru on your way home. In other words, if you keep the bag closed, closed your entire way home and don't grab a fry... You're the underrated psycho. Does that logic still apply to the waffle fries at Chick-fil-A? Because they're not as easy to grab. I would say there's probably an exception there, uh, but I would still grab a waffle fry or two. Yes. Okay. But I would say it's easier to go for, you know, the, the Golden Arches fries are much yes, easier indeed. to grab. And, and uh, But uh, you could make an exception for the waffle fry, I guess. Or maybe the curly fry. I don't like curly fries, though. You really don't? Not really. Curly fries might be my favorite, man. Really? Yeah, if more places offered curly fries, I'd be down with that. file, too. The trouble is... 2019 Masters and a love of curly fries. The trouble is, the only place that makes curly fries is Arby's. And I don't eat at Arby's. Mm. I probably won't ever make a habit of eating at Arby's. You don't like a good roast beef sandwich? Not from there. So uh, so anyway, you know, the underrated fry to me is the crinkle cut fry. I oh, think really? that the crinkle cut fry gets is a lottery pick in the fry drafts. Not, not a big crinkle fry guy. I think they're a little bit underrated if you get a good crinkle cut fry. All right, coming right back, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We'll talk a little bit about Augusta. Tomorrow, Tiger. Set to put a peg in the ground on uh, the first hole there at Augusta National at 9.34 tomorrow morning. Louis Ustase and Joaquin Neiman will watch him go out and shoot 65. Hopefully. Stay with us. All right, we're back. Thanks to our friends again at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Falls Valley for bringing you our number two here on Steelman and Thune. Well, afternoon on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you from the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Ballet. And that's still a great album. It would have been what for Welcome to the Jungle? 87, I believe. Yeah. It's a great album cover, too. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, uh, is that in your uh, rotation at all, or is that a little too? Because you'll go back and listen to some old school. No, stuff. I will. Like that's in my that, that that that's one of the songs that's definitely on my gym playlist when I go work out. You and Schmitty, <laughs> I wish. Oh gosh, Schmitty Schmitty would get me in shape. Yeah, that's uh, man. I 
they were huge there for a while. There's no doubt. But it was always uh, Axl Rose was the guy. You know, you get your concert tickets. Man, I'm so fired up. GNR's coming. Let's go. Let's go. And then you get there to the concert. Axl Rose doesn't show up. Or he's two and a half hours late. And then you try and take a picture, and Axl Rose jumps into the audience and starts slugging you. He was psychotic. That was one of the strangest pairings of all time. Now, we've seen the rock star and the supermodel before, but Axl Rose and Stephanie Seymour, very interesting. Okay, back to the Air Cover Solutions text line. One listener says, the guy who takes two parking spots gets a spit cup emptied on the windshield. <laughs> I As told a- you my story, right, about the dude who took three spots at a Best Buy parking no. lot during, during Christmas. How is it possible to take three spots? He had a huge truck. I mean, it was long, and it had the big tires on it and everything. Okay, tracking. So, anyway, he took up three spots. Now, this was the holiday season. And so I'm driving around. It's cold. I'm looking for There's no spot. There's nothing. And then you see this dude. He's got his truck diagonally parked in three spots. And it's not like it said Best Buy on it or anything like it was just, just a, a truck. There was no business sign on it like he could have been doing something. So I, you know, being the, uh, the tough guy that I am, I had a notepad. And basically, I wrote something like, you're a total DB, learn how to park, you fool, you know, something like that. So as I'm attaching that under his windshield wiper, I look back and I see the dude who looks like he's about to try out for WrestleMania coming out of the door at Best Buy. I don't know. He's he's 6'3". He looked like I described him as the brawny paper towel guy. So did he own the truck? He was walking towards the truck. So I immediately, of course wadded up the notes, and uh, ducked around the, tr- the truck. It was so big that I could easily hide and make my escape. And oh, I just gosh. went around, you know, a few other cars and everything and act like I was walking in. But I, I do think the man could have killed me with his bare hands. And he was probably five seconds away from seeing me attaching that to his windshield. Another listener says, I'm trying to hide my plates from the cops when I back my pickup truck into a parking space. Is that, is that, that pickup that, truck is stolen? That is, is that a thing? Maybe. Oh. Who knows? Oh, man. See, I, I slandered Arby's, and now I'm getting all the Arby's fanatics on the text line. One says, how can someone hate on the classic beef and cheddar? He crazy. Another says, what's wrong with Arby's? Explain yourself. I got to tell you, I kind of like the beef and cheddar myself. Another listener says, Parker ain't going to the right Arby's. Roast beef sandwich and horsey sauce for the win. Enjoy your velvet taco, bro. More for us. More for us. I, I will enjoy my velvet taco. Thank you. Another listener concurs. Sneaking fries from Chick-fil-A is much more complicated than McDonald's because the waffle fries are much bigger. You have to take one from each order so that none of your kids realize they've been taxed. Ah, okay. There you go. Yeah. The dogs always want French fries, too, when I bring them home. They love some French fries. And, yes, we're feed the dogs human food people every now and then. Oh, gosh. Uh, another listener says, I back or pull into a parking spot so I can drive out instead of backing out. It is a safety factor. Hmm. Okay, I understand that. I understand that. Okay. I've well, never yeah. thought about it along those lines. But I'm like, well, you, you got to back in one way or another. If, like if you have time and there are spots available and like you know then that's that's fine. I don't have a big problem with it. I mean I I rarely do it myself, but I can see that. 
I'm not going to read his text because it's not FCC uh, sanctioned. But you I, can just but, insert the word derriere in there. <laughs> do it that way. Okay. How, okay. Go. Okay. We'll do that. My derriere is blowing by you boys in my big derriere truck during the snow. Four on the floor, baby. That comes from Bob in Cement. There you go. There's always that guy. But you know what? That happens to that guy a lot. That's the dude that wants to prove he's got a big old truck by God and he's blowing by you in the snow. Like Bob from Seaman. Yeah, so yeah. And people wh- who have big trucks, their big trucks are their entire personality. Well, and the thing is, though, a lot of times that big truck is in the ditch like two miles down the road. And then people drive by the big truck because they come by you at like 75 miles an hour, you know, in the big truck on, in, on ice and snow. And, look, I just try and drive safely when I'm in that stuff. But I've I've seen that happen a couple times. You know, the dude who comes around, I got, I'm gonna show him down right here, and then like three miles down the road, they're in the ditch, and that's when you can't honk at them, especially if they blown by you like <laughs> 75 miles an hour. Like, dude, this isn't the NASCAR Truck Series, all right? So anyway, and that's called karma. Just do it, Bob. As long as you're doing it within the realm of safety. You know what I'm saying? One listener says, quit Arby's after they discontinued the spicy Italian sandwich. That's the thing. Like, Arby's just has a zillion sandwiches, and none of them are good. They have the meats. They have the meats. They have all of the meats. But none that you approve like, of, it, apparently. It, Ar- Arby's, okay. Arby's is the jack-of-all-trades, master of none. The reason why Chick-fil-A is quickly becoming the most popular fast food chain in America is because they know their lane and they've stayed in it. They are good at one thing, which is chicken. They have not tried to expand to anything beyond just chicken. (laughs) They have confined themselves to making excellent chicken. You do one thing well, Jack Palance in, what was the name of the movie? Uh, the, The City Slickers. One thing. Do one thing. And yes... If you try and be, you know, the variety place, sometimes you're you're not going to do it the right way. All right, somebody said in the tax line, Bob from Seaman is back in parking spot guy. <laughs> well, either that or he's the guy that was taking up three spots at the Best Buy. Well, that guy, I, I tell you, he uh, he probably played offensive tackle somewhere. Like I said, I wouldn't be here broadcasting today if that man had seen me attaching my note to his windshield but i was too cunning uh too stealthy for him he didn't get to catch me in the act and i got away so now you're gonna play instant karma i love it nice all right we're gonna take a quick break right here man it's been crazy on the uh text line today love it love those days stay with us ladies and gentlemen one more award-winning probably not segment to go Okay, welcome back, man. It's been a uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line takeover today, and that's all right. We and love it. That's all right. People are weighing in. It's one of those days. I mean, there's uh, kind of the calm before the storm at Augusta tomorrow. We got the Sooner Spring game. Spring football is happening uh, and uh, locked in. Coming up here in 10 minutes, Parker and Tyler McComas have some audio from some of the availabilities. Uh, earlier today uh, during Locked In, so get ready for that. Mike, one of our listeners on the Air Comfort Solutions sex line just unlocked a core memory. <laughs> they said, can't not eat some Laredo fries from Broncos on the way home. Parker knows. 
And yes, I do know. Now, what? Uh, I, I'm not familiar. What is this? Broncos is a hyper-localized chain. Typical burger, fry, shake type of offering. I think at one point there were locations all across the Midwest. To my knowledge, I think there might only be two locations left. And they're both in Omaha. One of them is about half a mile from where I used to live. So there, and yeah, yeah, okay. I'm. I just visited their websites. Omaha is the only place on earth to get a Broncos burger. So yes, at this point, they are only in Omaha. There are two locations, and it is delicious. It is outstanding to the point where, when I was younger, we used to make weekly trips there, just because. And the Laredo fries in particular, like they're they're waffle fries. Mm-hmm. If you just get an order of Broncos fries, they're just traditional fries, you know, cut straight like your McDonald's fries. But if you get the Laredo fries, they're waffle fries and they're seasoned. Ah, all right. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> One listener says, if you've got a big truck, you've probably got a small derriere. <laughs> uh, is this... Is this Kendall? It is Kendall. Kendall says the Chick-fil-A in my town is terrible. No, it's not, Kendall. That ain't true. No, it's not. No Chick-fil-A is terrible. Chick-fil-A, I, I, as I have said many times on this show, if the folks that ran the drive through at Chick-fil-A ran the government, mm-hmm. this country would be stunningly efficient. Yeah. And moreover, it, it, the, f- the food doesn't miss. Like, it's not as if you go to one Chick-fil-A and go to another Chick-fil-A and there's a stark discrepancy in quality. Trust me, I've eaten at Chick-fil-A's all over the country. No, They're never any a, different. There's a consistency there, no doubt. I've always said, too, yeah, you're right, just like the lines at Augusta National. They move very efficiently and they do things right. We need to put the people who own Chick-fil-A and... Uh, the people at Augusta in charge of the country will have a much more efficient country. We'll never be in debt. Everything will go great. be tremendous. Another says, Parker, no Arby's, no Dumb and Dumber. Are you a robot? Apparently so. Uh, another listener says, I hardly go to Arby's since they got rid of Pepsi products. Roast beef sandwich, curly fries, and a Mountain Dew was the stuff. Cur- okay, you're one for three with me. I'll mm-hmm. do the curly fries. Roast beef sandwich, not from Arby's. Not for me. Mountain Dew, miss me with that. But curly fries, I can get behind. There you go. I wish more places offered curly fries. Uh, here we go. Uh, too cunning, ha-ha, too chicken. Beep. He's I, talking don't about, I don't know what that's in he, reference he's to. He's talking about, I was saying I was too cunning for the big, large dude that was coming towards his truck. Oh, no, yes. it's called intelligence. If you see that you have no chance of winning a physical confrontation, first of all, I was in like my early 30s at the time, so you should be past physical confrontations. But it's called intelligence and having a brain. If you see, uh, let's see, Jadavion Clowney, coming towards the vehicle or somebody like that or Mike Tyson in his prime and you put a note on the windshield, you probably are going to take the note, crumple it up, and try and sneak away instead of trying to man up and getting put in an intensive care unit. That's called 
intelligence. Another listener asks, did you ever check out Pete's Place in Krebs, Oklahoma over the weekend? No, I didn't. So I don't know if you saw it, Mike, but I essentially put it out on Twitter that, hey, Is that the Italian place? Yes. So, hey, I'm driving through, because it was on Saturday, I was driving from Kansas City to Dallas. So I'm driving through all these Oklahoma small towns, Muskogee, Atoka, Summit, uh, Eufaula. And so I put it out there on Twitter. Hey, listen. It was the late afternoon at that point. I said, here's what my road looks like for the next few hours. Tell me where I should stop to eat. I ended up eating at Mama Tig's Pizzeria in Eufaula, which was outstanding. Cheryl uh, Tig's Pizzeria, what? Mama Tig's? Mama Tig's. Ah. That's what it's called. Oh. Delicious. Delicious Pre- pizza. I was very impressed. But Sounds yeah, the, the, some of the recommendations I got, uh, I would say probably the majority of the recommendations I got were from Pete's Place or Rosanna's in Krebs, which I guess is near McAllister. I'd never heard of Krebs before. You know, I've always heard uh, about, you know, the Italian food there in that area. I've never uh, been there, but I hear it's really good. Really good. I feel like we kind of turned into the Food Network for a little while today. You know we did. Is, is that great or is that good or is it? I feel like we deviated from the game hey, plan a hey, little bit, but well, sometimes I mean, hey, it happens. We haven't we haven't had Hal from Holdenville on the text line saying talk OU football. We're so. going to talk plenty about OU football. Believe me. Wait till the summer comes, and we've got nine million segments we're going to do on OU football. But I do like uh, the interaction on the text line. It's good stuff and. The guy's right. Was I also a chicken bleep? Yes, absolutely. But sometimes you have to be in a situation where you know you can be physically destroyed by another person. It's called living. And that's what I was trying to do in that situation. Okay, uh, Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, a great promotion for April. We are talking about the best place and the best promotions always at Riverwind Casino. Casino. Get out there, win some cash, win some bonus play. Don't forget this April, it's the 10K April Fool's Play. If you love to play blackjack, you have until April 22nd. And if you're out there playing blackjack during the qualifying time until April 22nd, you'll have a chance to receive $50 in chips for hitting a six-card hand without busting. And then on April 23rd, any remaining prize amounts are going to be given away in random hot seat drawings every 30 minutes starting at 7 o'clock. So get out there, get your share of 10K. 10K April Fool's Play promotion is happening right now at Riverwind Casino and Beats and Bites Festival tickets are on sale to go out and see some great bands. We'll start May 28th with Night Ranger and Starship a lot of other good musicians and acts are coming to uh, Riverwind and the Beats and Bites stage. It's going to be big time outdoors again. We will have, uh, again, Night Ranger and uh, Starship May 28th. In uh, June, Everclear and Sister Hazel with Deep Blue Something. Randy Rogers Band on July 9th, followed by a great fireworks show. And Scotty McCreary on stage on uh, July 30th. So get your tickets right now. They're only 5 bucks for an individual ticket. Beats and Bites 2022 getting underway. Won't be too long before that first show, Night Ranger and Starship, May 28th. Get your tickets now at Riverwind.com. Riverwind, simply the best. All right, Locked In with Parker and Tyler McComas is coming up next. Have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow.